Hi, this is Riggs Eckleberry, CEO of Origin Clear, and welcome to the podcast Water is the New Gold, which is based on a briefing that I give every week in a webinar, and it really explores how water is changing disruptions. Go ahead, give a listen, and stay tuned. This is Riggs Eckleberry, and thank you for joining me. We have um, a lot of good news and updates to give you. Um, now this thing is once a month, it, things kind of stack up. But let me take things one by one. First of all, uh, we've filed our uh, annual report and uh, it is available up on the CC site called Edgar. And um, I can give you some highlights from that, which um, All right, so uh, you know that a couple months ago we announced that revenue had increased uh, 38% year over year. In fact, that's so. Um, we went from uh, 3 million odd to about 4 million six. In fact, I can give you the specifics right here. Um, well, yes, it went from 3,355,632 to 4 million six, which is a almost a 40% increase, which is excellent. And cost of sales um, proportionally went down. So we had an improvement in margins for about 6%. Now, this is an area where we're gonna be working a lot more on, which is on our operating margins. And I'll, I'll be talking about this further. Um, selling, mar selling and marketing expenses were down, which is good news. It cost us less to get that business, down 28%. Uh, from about two million five to uh, one point eight million, and then um, we did have a raise uh, rise in uh, general and administrative expenses from um, about three million to to three million from about two point five, and that was in great part due to the cost of launching the new modular water systems business unit. Uh, research and development costs were up about fifty percent. And that was because of additional development in our EWS technology. Now, the, the other uh, picture is very important. We don't want to understate this, that we continue to have losses, but the losses have been reduced. So um, whereas last year our losses were um, 5,294,000, they narrowed by about a million dollars, 23% down to about $4 million. That's still, of course, way too high, but I'll be discussing how we're improving that even now. And then additionally, uh, I should also mention that there were non-cash items. We have to book derivatives, um, what's called derivative liabilities, um, which are basically, um, a, a somewhat artificial figuring, a non-cash figuring of the debt on our books, and it runs uh, currently about $7 million. That's not have nothing to do with the amount of debt that we have, but we have to state that according to some uh, magical formula called Black-Scholes. Now, before I go on, I'm going to talk a little bit about this debt. Um, the company has debt from several years ago that it um, it incurred uh, through um, our backers who were helping us develop our technology. And they continue to be there 
they're being very good about this debt. And what they intend to do is actually to help us. Um, and this, I'm, I'm giving this without any kind of um, commitment or uh, as any kind of material statement, but they, we do think that they will help us uh, turn that into um, equity, which would create an asset. But um, that, of course, is getting way ahead of ourselves because that would be part of getting onto the NASDAQ. And first, we've got to get our fundamentals in place. So let's talk a little bit about the fundamentals. Really, there's two sides. First of all, let's talk about revenue. Revenue in a public company always has to be recognized based upon what has been delivered. And if it's not delivered, it's not considered revenue. Um, and so as a result, because in water systems, it takes a while for contracts to be completed, essentially the activities of modular water systems were largely uh, missing from 2018. Uh, they came on board at the very, very end of June and started doing business. Um, but in fact, by the end of the year, we had only recognized uh, about $100,000 from them, from their activities. And uh, that's an informal number because it's not paid anywhere, but that's roughly what came through. Um, the good news, of course, is that this creates a backlog for 2019 when you're you're dealing with long um, cycles, commercial cycles, things that don't sell, you know, that you don't sell a widget and ship it that, that same day, but you have to build something like a house builder or whatever. The good news is after a while, your lag catches up and you start getting a run rate. And this is what's going on with modular water. Um, and um, I hope to be able, I can't do it in this call because I, I don't have um, the, the, um, the right legal um, approvals to do so. But um, in January, in, in February, we announced how well we had done in January uh, with our sales, that they're nearly tripled. And all I can say is, is that we are continuing to do well in, in Q1, and I hope to be able to tell you uh, specifics about that very soon. And modular water is a big piece of it. So modular water is getting business. Uh, our, and, and Again, for those of you who don't know our structure, I'll back up a little bit. What you have is you have Origin Clear, and then you have a company which we acquired in 2015, which gives us about $4 million in revenue, and that is progressive water treatment in McKinney, Texas. When modular water uh, systems came along, our sexy new uh, prefabricated water systems division um, in the middle of the year, we attached it to progressive water to benefit from all the trade relationships and the expertise and so on. So when we talk about progressive water, we're really talking about a combination these days of progressive water and modular water systems. Now what's cool is that modular water is far sexier than progressive water was because progressive water was and is a very good water service company, um, but modular water has what you might call products. And that's where we get into these prepackaged, prefabricated products. And that is where you get away from what the water industry does too much of, which is they build water systems the way people build a house. Whereas modular water is systems built the way you build a, a mobile home. Uh, you prefabricate in the factory, truck it out to the site, drop it in the ground, plug it in, you're done. And that's modular water systems. 
that is such an exciting concept and it's patented. It's covered by five U.S. patents. It's so exciting that it enabled us to take our uh, network of manufacturers reps from four to 18 in the first quarter. And uh, that was disclosed in this filing, so I can say that. So um, modular water is a very sexy thing for us. And so that's the first part of how revenue is increasing and is going to continue to increase, which is that we have added a very powerful acquisition to our company. And that's uh, Dan Early with Modular Water Systems. Um, now, it's funny because I, you know we keep going on and on looking for acquisitions. And the other day we went, wait a minute, we made an acquisition. And it's huge. And uh, it'd be a mistake for us to say, uh, we haven't made an acquisition. No, we made an acquisition last year. Um, it was a, a man with an invention and who has uh, a book of business, uh, a lot of potential clients and so forth. And so, yes, it cost us money to get him going, but nonetheless, he has brought us, I think, a tremendous amount of focus for the company, and I'll talk more about that from the marketing point of view. But operationally, the other major issue is, is that we need to dramatically continue to increase our profit margins. And that's where it gets into something that we, we need to um, uh, do. And, and in fact, last week we had a big meeting where we decided to do exactly that, which is to take all the disparate divisions of the company and bring them all together and have them work together. For example, we have a master licensee in China, Origin Clear Technologies, Hong Kong. And they've been doing a fine job of building systems, and they build them. Uh, you know, there's a system being built for India licensee and so forth. They're, they manufacture for licensees, but then we realize, wait a minute, they also can buy stuff in China really, really cheaply, and they really know the water industry, and so um, we can get a dramatic increase. My estimate is that we're paying 40 to 50 percent too much by buying stuff in the United States or, or North America. Um, as an example, I was visiting our partner, Aspen Water, um, and they showed me a little uh, heat transformer. And they said, this, we were buying this from a Canadian company for $210. Then we found it from China for $23. We started buying them for $23. We turned around, and that Canadian company was out of business. So that's happening. It is happening across the board. So um, purchasing from outside the United States, outside of the uh, North American continent, is a vital, vital thing to do. And it's going to be very transformative for the profit margins on our existing business. So we're going to make more money. When you are buying, when you're making things one at a time, and you're buying in the North American market, uh, the margins, if you're in the water industry, Gross margins are about, you know, 20%. You're only making 20% gross, and you still have to pay for all your um, staff, you know, administrative expenses and all that. Very easy to lose money. So what you can do is, number one, productize, create products. And number two, source them better. And this will increase your gross margins to 40 or 50% easily. And that's a huge difference. So let's say, for example, for, on $4 million, you know, uh, of revenue and their profits were very low, 
but let's say all of a sudden the gross profits go from you know uh, roughly let's say uh, um, 20 percent to 40 or 50 percent now you're making two million dollars on this 4.6 million dollar and out of that you're able to drop perhaps a million dollars to the bottom line that is adds up to a lot so that's really our focus here is continue to grow revenues and we have progressive water itself doing extremely well with its business as we reported from our january report and um with that with module water being added as a bonus um basically the icing on top because very very profitable and then taking all that business and buying better sourcing better doing supply chain management getting professional um, and that's where we get into uh, a very important thing, which is who is going to do all this? Because um, it's all about, at the end of the day, operating talent and operating capabilities. Well, we have uh, brought in a um, good friend of mine, Tom Marchesello, who worked last year with me on, on Water Chain. He is he's a financier. He's a businessman. He's an exec. He has a fantastic um, bio. You can look up his bio on modularwater.com with a team. And he's come on board to help us uh, do operations. And in fact, we plan to have him operate the entire company and basically be the hub of the company in terms of building an operations center. Now, it's not going to be just him. We're getting more people. Um, we need to be much more efficient. You know, we filed this this 10K, you know, 10 days too late, and that is not acceptable. Um, and already have launched uh, some major um, actions to stop doing the same thing and expecting a different result, which is it can't be late. So uh, we have not been, um, you know, late um, in the past. We have not made it a habit. This was a wake-up call for us, and it really comes down to operations because we've been having too many divisions that were not integrated. So what we've decided to do is take all these uh, separate divisions and bring them all together again. Um, we kind of felt previously that if we brought them together again, then revenues would collapse. Uh, that's no longer so. We are very confident that by bringing them together, we're going to create a lot of synergies as I said, from buying, from accounting, from uh, generating revenues. Uh, for example, the entire licensing network is being brought in under the modular water systems um, uh, big tent so that they're able to use the same prefabrication model. You'll be hearing more about that. Um, I'll just give you one example, which is that we have a fantastic um, project with a licensee in Illinois who has got a major project with a farm operator to clean up the livestock, the manure, right? Now, the problem with manure is that it um, normally the industry doesn't know what to do with it. They just pump it out onto a big lagoon and it just sits there um, now and it let it dry out in the air. That is, uh, of course, a terrible uh, smell, and the, the communities around these big farms suffer from that smell. Um, and anyone who's driven up the uh, the five freeway to uh, San Francisco and has smelled the the um, 
to this cattle yards along the way will agree that it's pretty pretty horrendous. But in addition, something happens to the lagoon, for example, when the hurricanes came through last year to um, the Carolinas, all those lagoons overflowed and ended up in all the neighborhoods, and it was a disaster. Well, fine, but even more importantly to the, the farm operator is the fact that if you do put in a zero waste water treatment system, you can separate it out into fertilizer that can you can make money from, and clean water that, of course, is worth money too. So by adopting a zero waste treatment system, you've got yourself a nice outcome, and we are uh, busy putting together um, the final. We've, we've made the proposal, and and we uh, believe that it will be a major uh, win for us to have a, a full-scale pilot of um, this livestock treatment, livestock uh, effluent treatment system in the United States. We currently have a, our partner in Spain who's been ramping up and is going to be building a pilot too. Um, but that's more of a mobile system, and it's not the, as large a scale. So that gives you an idea of just one of these markets. And there's, of course, tens of thousands of farms um, all over the world. It's, it's, an, it's an amazing marketplace. It's underserved. And um, we are following up very aggressively using this modular water concept. So I've said modular water enough that you're, I think you're starting to understand it you're going to see the company more and more use the modular water systems um, branding and concept because people understand it very well as i said it, it was it was exciting enough that it took our manufacturers rep organizations from four to 18 and that put 70 people on the phone representing us to various um you know customers and uh, engineers and so forth out there. So um, I, I, I love what's going on there. Dan Early is a brilliant uh, chief technology officer, CTO. He's coming up with amazing solutions. Now we've got an operator, Tom Marchesello, who's, uh, you know, he spent years in the U.S. Air Force, came out of captain, and then had a fantastic business and finance career since. Uh, he had a baby today, in fact. Uh, his wife had a baby, and and he's offline. But he's only on offline today. He's back on on duty tomorrow. So he wasn't the guy who had the baby. So back to work, dude. So uh, it's a, I, I'll be bringing Tom on to these briefings. Uh, he's been on Money TV. There's a uh, if you want to see if you want to listen to him, just go to the Origin Clear homepage, and there is a video uh, on the right hand side, Declaration of Water Independence, and he is. Being interviewed in that video is uh, a very smart guy and he knows exactly what he's doing. So, um, to recap, uh, we are now able to say that we've had a good uh, year, um, almost 40% uh, better than the year before, that our costs of operating expenses have dropped, um, that are, we still are carrying a loss, but it's getting better. And you know why? We, why are we carrying a loss? Very simply, we need more volume to make this business work. And I believe we are getting it in 2019. And um, my belief is that you will see consecutive quarters of increased revenue. The Q1 report, which is expected out on May 15, will report on what happened in the first quarter. 
and then of course Q2, 45 days after the end of the second quarter, uh, and you know again Q3, which is 45 days after the end of um, et cetera. And, and then, but then what I'm basically trying to say here, without getting too pedantic, is that each of these quarterly reports, we intend to show a substantial increase in revenues, gross profits, and ultimately net profits. Now, meanwhile, we are not being idle in the area of acquisitions. Um, you were told about TCA Capital back uh, at the end of last year that, we're, that we brought on board to help us uh, in a number of areas. And really what they decided to do is to help us clean up the balance sheet of the company, clean up its cap table, um, and in fact, they have provided to us a CFO, uh, one of these CFOs for hire, um, and they are being extremely generous because we only had to pay for one, one month of his work and the rest of it is being carried by TCA. But he is coming on board right now to help us uh, deal with the uh, accounting inefficiencies that he's already made an, an incredible uh, contribution to make things more efficient. So he's moving very quickly, and we're going to see uh, our, our cost of doing business drop way down because we have too high a headquarters expense. Um, and so we TCA is helping us on the financial lines, and they're also working very hard to get acquisitions. Um, and we continue to have action in the acquisition area, and you know people might be um, forgiven for saying. Yeah, and when, and uh, all I can say is that um, it's we we have a more than one target. They are uh, in the funnel. The financing is available, but we are getting the last elements of due diligence. Are these good deals? Do the financiers like them? Is it worth our taking on the debt? Here, you know, because when you take on debt to make an acquisition. It better pay for itself because we don't need more debt. And so, um, you know, if, if you're going to put down, let's say, $2 million cash for a company, well, that has to come out of the profits and not suck up all the profits because then why are you doing it? Because it costs, you know, it costs a quarter million dollars just to make the acquisition in terms of legal and accounting expenses and so on. And so you don't want to have an upside down uh, financial result. So, as much as we want to do acquisitions, we want to make sure that when we acquire them, the financing takes care of itself. And there's money being, uh, there's revenue, there's money coming in from that subsidiary to make it worth its while. And we just won't do an acquisition if it's not what they call accretive, which means it does not layer on more cash flow. Um, and that's the main concern we have right now, to be very, very frank, is, um, the asking price for a particular company in cash, is it worth it in terms of the revenue we'll get after the financing costs? And uh, we kind of think that it, it's, it'd be smart. The smart thing to do is, yeah, let's continue to evaluate that and work on it. And we think that we will do a deal in the foreseeable future. I really do think so. But... We have a division that we acquired last year that we're still growing um, and we're getting, it's being 
grown with these amazing support of our of our team, um, the, uh, the, the our investors who are really you know to me part of the company, and um, you know the the current private placement is doing incredibly well. Um, I believe that it's um, either has been oversubscribed or close to it. So that's really great news for the team. And um, the, the the help that you guys are giving, um, first of all, it's a great deal for you. Protects your investment to a great extent. A whole bunch of reasons why it's a great investment, um, and that you're protected from downside to a great degree. But in addition, you are helping the company at a point where now it's exploding into these, um, you know, significant increases in revenues, gross profits, and ultimately net profits. Uh, as we go forward. So, you know, I'm famous for getting the, the phone numbers wrong, but, you know, I'll just tell you that it's 323 939 6645. And if you want to talk to Devin, it's extension 106. And if you want to talk to Ken, it's extension 201. Hope I got that right. But 323 939 6645, or you can email bizdev. And Devin just corrected me. <laughs> Thank you very much, Devin. That's 323 And Devin is at 116. Um, and uh, Candace had that right at extension 201. And they will walk you through this opportunity, which, as I say, is either um, completely oversubscribed uh, and closed out or close to it. So um, please do talk to them. You are helping us build the company in a way that is not uh, funded by the professional money, which until you have substantial revenues, it's not money you want to take. And you guys are really helping us to make it happen. You should be proud of it. Now, why are we doing this? We're doing Origin Clear, not just because it's uh, another cool Kickstarter project or another great way to you know, make money off of 5G or whatever it is. Although I have nothing against 5G, I think it's going to be huge. We're talking about doing something about the state of water in the world. And it's been really, really hard uh, cranking up a company to do this. And I have to tell you, I often wonder what the heck I got myself into because it is such a huge task. But here's, the, there are two things that are very, very important about this. Number one is, the size of the problem is huge. We have water shortages. We have polluted water. We have saltwater intrusion into the aquifers. Um, we have the fact that only 20% of the water in the world is treated at all, and the rest of it's just thrown out. Um, there's just a lot of huge issues. There's this, you know, now California is going to get another drinking water tax, whereas the rates are already very high. Well, we've got the technology. So the first part is the problem is huge, and it need, we need to do something about it. The second part is we have the solution. Why is that? We are faced in this world with a water problem that cannot be solved by giant, central, concrete, billion-dollar facilities that are going to take decades to build. It's just not going to happen. I mean, look at what, what's happening in Bay County, uh, Miami. They've got 100,000 septic tanks that you know, at any given moment, about 30,000 of them are in bad shape, or maybe 15,000, but it's getting worse because of all this flooding. And they got fecal matter showing up on the lawns, 
And what the city wants to do is, of course, is hook up all 100,000 septic tanks to sewage lines. Well, first of all, it's going to take a quarter century. It's going to take $8 billion. And it's going to tear up the streets of, my, of Dade County for all that time. And you don't we all love our streets being torn up? Well, the solution is so simple. Self-help water treatment is the key. We let people, we, we install uh, standalone units that treat the water properly. Subject tanks don't, don't treat it properly. And now you have not only the water being treated, but it can be recycled by the property owner for his lawns, his pools, his golf course, whatever, whatever they got. Um, and it's the same solution, and it's about a tenth of the cost of what the county wants to do, and it'll happen much, much faster. It'll happen starting immediately. That's just one example. Well, let's take that across all of industry, um, real estate developments, where in California, if you if a 200-home subdivision puts in a half-million-dollar water treatment system, treats it in water, reuses it to sprinkle the lawn, the golf course, whatever, they have the potential to pay for that system, that half-million-dollar system, in a year. And after that, they are they have that ongoing benefit every single year as the homeowners association, rather than pay the Department of Water and Power. And they're doing something about the drought conditions. So we have this amazing um, workaround for the water problem, which is don't build the big central things. Who's going to build dams? Who's going to build the giant reservoirs? Whatever. No, it's done. There's too many environmental regulations. There's too much money that is not available. There's, it's just a disaster. So um, rather than try to do that, let's just go ahead and build these self-help water treatment systems at the point of use. And once that happens, people can reuse the water. They pay less. For the, we have this uh, brewery that we're working with in, in Huntington Beach, uh, California. And their water costs are estimated to be about $200,000 a year. And potentially, we can drop them to 20000 Not because the water use will go to a tenth. We think only about half of the water will be recycled. But because in California, you have penalty rates when you get too high, it drops, into, it drops below the penalty rates. So we can get everybody to be using water below the penalty rates. They will save money, save water, and... What's, what's not to like about that? I mean, it's a virtuous circle. <clears throat> so you, <clears throat> excuse me, by being involved with Origin Clear, are not just going to do well as an investor, and I believe you will do extremely well as an investor because we have this thing teed up and we are accelerating fast. Number two, you're doing something about the problems of one in the world. And number three, you're doing the effective thing, which is decentralized these modern water systems. And that's what keeps me going, despite the unbelievable amount of um, work involved for all concerned. And I don't think I'm the hardest working guy in Origin Clear. But we are working hard. We're a very small team. We're helping us build it. I really appreciate everything that you do. And I can't tell you enough how much you guys are great. So thank you very much again for um, a month to see your briefing, and we'll be having another one. Um, usually it's, you know, 10 days before the end of the month. Um, stay tuned for that, and keep an eye on our website, 
and make sure that you're signed up to our updates because you'll be seeing more good news. Thank you all, and you know, have a good evening and a great weekend. Well, that's another podcast. Thank you very much, and do stay subscribed. If you're interested in interacting with me live, then please join me at 5 p.m. Pacific every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. And I'd love to hear what you have to say and ask. Thank you. That's it for now.